3: Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved playtime off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
2: Hey guys, there he is, Sorry. there he is, how are you, <laughs> I'm great, how are great. you, you? I'm well, how
3: are you, well, you know, the world spins madly on, it does spin
2: madly on, and at a furious pace too, it just keeps going, and and, uh, and, and you just keep moving forward, and that's all you can do really, you know what's past? Akuna Matata, Lion King says it best, what's in the past is the past. Let's talk about moving forward into the future and making it so that the past never, all the negative things, I should say, in the past never repeat themselves. The planet spins and the world spins madly on. Joel, Dan, how are you guys? You know, i realize that when I log on, we usually just jump right into the show. And I never really get the opportunity to ask you guys, how are you doing? How are you holding up? Joel?
4: <laughs> it's good I'm still inside sleep is a myth there's no such thing as sleep anymore uh, insomnia full full force but other than that you know it's it's good I, I was able to leave the house I went to a drive-in you guys been to the Mission Hill Tiki drive-in?
0: no no
4: <laughs> listen if you need to get out and you want to see a movie that's the place to do it um, they've got like all yep. these old like burger joint stands around there so you can like pick up some food through a drive through Drive straight into the drive-thru. It's a bunch of like billboards that are sectioned off, and we saw a, a double feature of Jaws and Tremors.
2: That was really nice. Lovely. Well, Jaws, yes. Tremors, it was okay. It, <laughs> it was, was okay. Sensing, <laughs> <I'm> like, yeah, <laughs> it's okay. Jaws, however, still to this day, even though the shark doesn't look that real, it still works.
0: Yeah. Oh, it the whole opening the beach early, like the beaches
2: are safe. Right, right, right.
4: Everybody. It's a very surreal rewatch in these very times. Very surreal. Yeah.
2: Dan, how about you? How are you? I'm good. I'm well.
0: Uh, I uh, had to uh, take, my, uh, take my girlfriend to the airport this morning very early to help her brother get out of, or move out of college, but she's doing a good thing. Um, and uh, yeah, so all good. Ready for a what's, great show.
2: What's that line from When Harry Met Sally? You know, I never take a girl to the airport because then they expect things out of you. And then later on, you're what they <laughs> then later on.
1: <laughs>
2: then later I on, I never she, do.
3: I never do air trop, right. air, airport drops. I don't, I don't fuck fun. with airport drops.
2: Because then later on, she says to you, how come you never take me to the airport anymore? Great. You just say goodbye at home? Yeah, I don't take to
3: or pick up from airport as a rule.
2: Mind blowing. OK, <laughs> cool. I, I did it I did it quite a bit when Casey and I first started dating. Now I'm like, "You know what? I'll get you a car service." Yeah. It'll be so much <laughs> easier. I'd rather
3: get you a really nice car service. Um he'll probably have mints.
2: Right. And <laughs>
3: and and
2: water and a clean car. <laughs> but she but but
3: Florence has a hang up about it. She really finds it uh, rude. So I'm going to yeah. I have a feeling it's going to be changing because she thinks that it's hmm. bullshit.
2: <laughs> I'm telling you, once you stop doing it, she's going to ask you, how come you never take me to the airport anymore? I know. But it,
3: see, LAX is so fucking far. I mean, yeah. I'm sure a lot of listeners may live closer to their airport than we do. It takes like over an hour to get to LAX. It's a lot. It's a mission every time.
4: And then you have to deal with the traffic of that long circle around. Hellish.
3: You know what you do? Yeah. I'm going to give everyone a little se- Well, I shouldn't give my secret. Never mind. Sorry. <laughs> oh, I was about to say. <laughs> no, I was going to give are people. You, are I was you going to give, give- I a was life gonna, hack? I was is it a give, life hack? I was going to give people of LA a life hack, but now I don't know if I should because they're all going to steal it and use it. They listen,
2: just do it. You'll be a hero if you do it. All right,
3: <laughs> you guys don't tell anyone. I know that there's a preposterous <laughs> amount of people listening right now, but don't tell anyone. This is just for you. Do not tell your friends. When you're dropping, if you live in LA. If you live in LA, if you don't live in LA and you come here, you're not allowed to do this shit. This is only for in LA.
2: <laughs>
3: you go you, when you're dropping off. You go to arrivals, not departures. There's never nearly as long a line at arrivals. Brilliant. And and all you got to do is take the escalator up or down, whatever it is. Mm Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now I regret telling everyone that. Are you
4: a genius, Zach?
3: (laughs) Hold on, hold on. I regret this already. It's a a mistake. It's a mistake. My life hack is ruined now.
2: I feel like a lot of people already knew this life hack. No, they don't.
3: You don't do it. Did you know it?
2: Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and when you get picked up, you go upstairs to freaking to departures, uh, to barters, yeah, to departures. dude.
3: Yep. Yep. Yeah, man. You I do never do swap. that one. I never do Uber, that. Uber. Uh, it was such a problem that Uber won't let you do it anymore. You can say, "Hey, will you drop me off at arrivals?" They'll say, "No, we can't do that. They're going to give us a ticket if we do that." Oh, I didn't know it was like a ticketed thing. So don't get in trouble because of me. But uh, only, only only Ubers get ticketed. Only Ubers okay. get ticketed. If you're driving if you're if you're doing a service for a friend, that's a really good life hack. Oh, okay. There you go. Life hack, everybody. You'll always <laughs> remember. When you do it, I want you, when you do it and it goes smoothly, I want you to smile and think of me.
4: <laughs>
3: Should we get
2: into the show? Well, we have a very special guest today, Donald. I know. I'm really excited about it. That's why I want to get into the show as I soon see, as possible. I can
3: see that you're all geeked out. Um, we never thought Ken Jenkins would would come on the show, not because he's difficult in any way. I just didn't know if he'd know how to do the Zoom and the recording and all of that. But we're so lucky that his son uh, helped him navigate it all. And um, and 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 is he here, Dan? Is he ready to come in the room? Ready to go. I'm kind of nervous, right. Dal. I haven't seen him in a long time.
2: I I am so excited. Last time I saw him was when we did that uh thing at uh at uh the Roosevelt Hotel. Yeah. Uh where I also where doesn't he have nine kids happened also in the same in the same at the same venue, not the same venue, but the, in same the same building. Building.
3: Doesn't he have like nine kids? Uh, Casey said that about Donald um in the bar, which was at the time was called Teddy's. And I think we- it still is. And then we had sort of a Scrubs reunion event for, what was it for? I don't even remember. I don't know. And, uh, and, and we were all there. Same building. Same building. I love that bowling alley and, and the road. And there's a cool that. little bowling alley. If you ever visit L.A. just after you've arrived at the airport and
2: driven an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Are we
3: going to ask him about ganja or, or should we not bring that up?
2: I mean, I think I feel like we can ask about it. If he doesn't want to talk about it, we don't. He doesn't have to talk about it. But. I
3: know, but uh, I mean, I'm, I'm just want, wanted to just pregame with you if we're
2: gonna bring up his love of ganja. I'm just saying, man. He gave me a Kodak. Remember when Kodak film used to come in those little cases, the and black you would canister have to, thing? Yeah. He gave me a canister full of seeds once, and was like, "When you plant these now," mm-hmm. and I didn't plant them, and I look for this kodak thing I, it's somewhere lost in all of the moves <laughs> i don't know if they're still gonna since. grow but still dude they were like a lot of seeds and he was like you gotta plant them all the and i was like you question- gotta plant." wait dan's eyes got really big dan will they still grow <laughs> the trivia question the
3: i want answered is uh who was high more often on set donald Faison or ken jenkins <laughs> i i bet you
2: it's ken jenkins okay
3: let's go to the videotape okay hold on here we go play, five.
2: five six seven eight Some stories about show we made about a bunch of docs and nurses
3: in a
4: Hello, handsome
5: Waving your hands Hello (laughs) There you are Can you hear us? Can you see us? Hey, Zachy, how you doing? Hi, buddy Good to see you
3: It's good to see you, Ken. It's great to see you
5: Donald (laughs) Pazan Hello,
3: sir Hello Uh, Man We're so glad you're doing this, Ken We really miss you And we, we really wanted to have you on the show
5: well, I'm glad you asked me. I'm glad to be here. What's that Donald's got all over his face?
2: This is hair. You know, <laughs> oh, I couldn't grow it oh, back in Oh, that's just the hair. <laughs> <laughs>
5: <laughs> that looks great, Donald. Thank it looks you. Um, good. It took me all pandemic to grow this. Now, listen, does that help your ball game? No, my
2: ball game is non-existent now. I now play <laughs> golf. My golf game, it helps tremendously.
5: I bet you're a wonderful golfer. I'm all right. I, yeah. I I'm
2: all right. I I'm getting the hang of it now. You know what I mean. Right, but you got yeah. pretty
3: good. You went from zero to hero. I mean, when I first saw you play, we were together, and neither one of us knew what the hell we were doing. And then you got. What's your handicap? Isn't that what you ask someone?
2: Yeah, my handicap's now a seven point nine. That's pretty now good. Listen, right? that's, that's realistic. Good. Yeah, 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 yeah. I can at at municipal courses. I should say when we go country club and play country club golf, it jumps up. You know. Quite a bit, but for municipal golf courses so far, seven point nine.
5: That's wonderful. Good for you. Thank you. Now, were you were you a golfer? I never played golf in my life until we did that episode out there on the hill.
3: And Ken, you looked good on that episode. Donald and I were talking about how you looked
5: like you knew what you were doing. You know, that's what they call (laughs) it—acting.
3: Because I, t- I, f- I told Donald, I said, when I did it, I could not do it. They edited me together. But we were talking about uh, Johnny C's, a golfer, and he, of course, looked great. But we were like, Ken, looks like he knew what he was doing.
5: <laughs> Total fraud. Oh, utter fraud. You sold the hell out of it, <laughs> Well, Ken. you sold it. You sold it. Good how good are good. you? How,
3: is, how are you doing in this crazy time um, uh, when we're all trapped in our houses? How are you holding up?
5: Well, I, I, we're doing great. Uh, Catherine and I say our lives inside didn't change very much uh we we read <laughs> yeah. a lot and yeah. we we embarked on uh reading books to each other books that we had said we'd read, and then you'd ask a question like, yeah, well, what do you remember about it uh nothing <laughs> <laughs> so so we we started reading big books vanity fair I Nice, se- seven hundred pages of Vanity Fair,
3: and you read it out loud to each other,
5: yes, yes oh, and now bad. we're Seven eighths of the way through Moby Dick. And I think we're one, only four people in the world have ever read it out loud to each other. And we're about to finish it.
3: I think that's very romantic. Uh, that's a big book, Moby Dick.
5: Yeah. That's like I, one of the- I use it as a step when I'm not really.
3: <laughs> Ken, you've always been, you've always struck me as a romantic.
5: Well, I'm romantic. Yeah, I mean I used to be. Now it's just a lot more passive, you know.
3: <laughs> it's funny because um in, in the in the episode, I was trying to think as I was watching this episode, um, you know, it it feels like in some episodes Kelso is so smitten and in love with Enid, his his wife, and then in other episodes he's so dismissive of her. You know, it, it goes back and forth. There's episodes where he's just like Singing old love songs he used to sing to her. And then there's other episodes where he's just like, oh, she drives me crazy. I can't stand Enid. I wonder if you thought, uh, what you thought about if Kelso, what his feelings for Enid were.
5: You know, it's funny, isn't it? You're watching the show develop over all the years, and Bill would say over here, well, we're going to give you a real life, Ken. Don't worry. <laughs> <It's> gonna... <laughs> and so you never knew what to play is how do you feel about the wife? Uh, And I don't know. I think it's, it was very complex. The way it developed was very complex. But it, it, Enid aside, the one time I thought we really got into what Kelso felt about love was when Nurse Roberts died. Mm, yeah. And there's that moment when uh, I'm in the room uh, with her, and I think you're looking through the glass. And I just bend over and give her this tiny little kiss. mm And you knew there was something there that, for all the wisecracking, and in this episode we're doing today, uh, the smart-ass stuff, that beneath all that, there was something really deep and human and wonderful and bonding.
2: I was going to ask you that. Did you think Kelso, at one point, I mean, it's clear that he obviously was a really great doctor to get the chief of medicine job. He had to not only be at the hospital for a while, but he had to do good work. You don't get that job just because of being there for a long time. Do you think somewhere along the line Kelso was broken and that's why he became the uh, ball buster and uh, and uh, 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 someone who was just all about insurance and that was it? Do you think at some point you know, Kelso was like, you know what, everything that I've been doing – cuz he you're right he does have so many lovable moments throughout the series. Yeah. You know, uh the Tuscaloosa Heart episode where he's singing to his 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 the love of his life uh and it turns out to be Enid. You know, uh, uh the fact that he's definitely willing to give out uh rewards and stuff like that. He just doesn't want everybody to come and ask him over and over again for things. So I'm asking, yeah. is at some point do you think he was Broken,
5: I I I don't know about that, but I I think what he did learn, as uh, all doctors seem to learn, and especially right now in all this COVID mess, uh, what what the what they have to see daily, and the frontline workers have to see daily, what they have to do, is put their feelings somewhere else, hmm. uh, and 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 go on with the job, and you, I think in Kelso's position as an administrator. What happens with your feelings is you crust them over. Mm-hmm. Uh, you just develop a rind on the outside of it. Someone dies and you go on. Some another person dies and you go on, because uh, you have to keep going. They're someone, someone in people. his,
3: someone in his position, uh you'd think has to just develop a, a rind, like you said, in order to try and run that place. Uh, especially, you know, keep in mind that. Sacred Heart was meant to be a poorer city hospital that didn't have a lot of resources. So he, you know, in his defense, he was trying to keep the doors open to the place, you know?
5: Yeah. Yeah. I right. think that's I think that's right. And, and I'm sure you're right, Donald, in the sense that he was probably idealistic in the same way Turk and JD are idealistic. They're young. They have a mission. They think well of themselves. They're looking at their future. Kelso was young once. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Forty eight hundred years ago. <laughs> hey and, Ken, uh,
3: um I, I wanted to say that you um Bill wrote you sort of one note in the beginning. You know, if you look at the pilot, he's just sort of like the bad guy. He literally has oh like God the the, the blood the blood red eyes and, and there's a <laughs> no. devil. And then, and then, as we're seeing now, come and 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 you played it so wonderfully, Ken. You're just you're so you're, you're so, so amazing. You're, you're so, so, so funny amazing. And you're so wonderful. And I, but my my point was that now in season two, which we just started, you're getting to see where Bill uh, really starts to to start to give him lots of lots more layers. I think. Yeah. Uh, didn't didn't you feel that way? I felt like in season one yeah. there was so much to tackle, and of course they're setting up the young the young wide eyed interns and and their relationships and everything. Uh, and Kelso was just like the bad guy, and now I start to see. And of course, I know that this goes throughout the the the, the nine years that you really start to see uh, it develop.
5: I I didn't remember that it happened this soon. Um, mm-hmm. uh, my memory of season one is being, God, I'm over the top on every scene I'm doing. I it's I hated it. I hated everything I was doing. Uh, I thought the timing was all right, but I thought it, it's just a thousand times too much can't you pull back no i can't i can't i I don't know where else to go and i looked at this episode and i went this is just the beginning of season two and everybody is back in another deep wonderful groove this is an incredibly good episode yeah yeah it really is ken that's why that's
3: one of the reasons we wanted to have you on because um not only is it a really, really good one, but you have so much fun stuff to play in this one, and uh, and I, I want. We were excited to talk to you about all of it. But before we dive into the episode itself, you know, Ken, we've had every other one of the leads on uh, the podcast so far, and we always kind of start with telling the people. Uh, uh, excuse me. We always uh, ask everyone their their audition story, how they how they came about to be on Scrubs. Do you do you recall like how that all how that transpired? What your audition process was like for the show?
5: I don't know. It was you go in, you do auditions, you know, and uh, and this one I went in, and there were two or three guys I I knew who were out there, who were all terrific actors, and you never think you're going to get a part. You don't feel well. This is my part. Uh, but I I went in and and read, and uh, uh, Bill was standing over in the back, and he laughed, and I thought, well, that's a generous thing for him to do. He's he's <laughs> helping out in in the audition. That was yeah. really nice of him. And I went away feeling that was really nice. And then when I went in the second time, he was there. And he laughed again, only bigger. <laughs> and I thought, oh, I got a chance at this. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you
3: start to get excited, right?
5: Yeah, you do. And uh, then the, the, the journey in my mind was uh, you, you, you have a good audition. You get the part. And then that first episode, I looked at it, the pilot, and I thought, "Man, he should fire me. This is really awful." Really, the one really, with the you didn't. Eyes like Eyes spinning round and round. But
3: you didn't. That, that was that was written. You that wasn't your acting. I thought I thought you were great in the pilot. Did you not? Did you not like your performance in the pilot?
5: I hated it. But Man. somebody gave me a wonderful out. They said, "Ken, all that over-the-top stuff you were obviously doing <laughs> in season one—that's just the way." jd was seeing you
6: oh and then as
5: he saw you multi-dimensional the way you see cox in this episode Mm. That's a wonderful scene with with Cox. The I I want to be just like you only more successful. That yeah. scene mm. is brilliant. What a yeah. good yeah. scene. Yeah. And you 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 guys are so good. You kill that scene. It's wonderful.
3: Ken, when you give me compliments, I have to tell you it, it it's a special place in my heart. It means so much to me because I respect you so much as as an actor and you may have thought you were You were broad, and perhaps the part called for that, uh, particularly early on. But I I want you to know, and I'm sure Donald agrees, that we, we really just admired and looked up to you for this entire experience.
2: Absolutely. Let's take a break. We'll be right
3: back after these fine words. It's about a $30 value, and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas. only at Tacovas.com.
0: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
4: Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll boot it.
0: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share
4: it with. So you hide the books, Jean. a on business. I understand now. Is a wise man. Uh, woman. But be careful and choose your
0: travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Jean. Something is going on and its high time. You tell me the truth.
3: Freeze, Americano! Huh? Oh!
4: Jean, run!
0: So travel before it's too late. Your money will return, your time won't, and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: You know, Ken, I'm looking at your uh, IMDb, I guess your Google, I Googled you, and holy shit, dude, you've been in so many movies, man. (laughs) <laughs>
5: oh my gosh, dude. Some, some, somebody told me that if you want good residuals, get small parts in big movies. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh, that's a good technique. I hear that. That's true. I remember when we were doing scrubs and I guess it was It's Courage Under Fire, am I correct? Yeah. And I remember seeing it and we had already started shooting and I finally saw the movie and you're in the movie with the scene with Denzel Washington. And you yeah. two are having dialogue and everything like that. And that was when I first realized, I was like, oh, snap. Ken had a life well before Scrubs. Ken, <laughs> Ken was doing things you way thought, you, before. You,
3: you thought Scrubs was Ken's first job? No,
2: I didn't think that. But, I, you know, I, I, I was, yeah. I'm i a you know, dumb, naive actor who's all about himself and everything like that. And that's when the world really, you know, the world started opening up when I started doing Scrubs and realizing that, wow, people, I'm not, you know, it's not just me. There's other people involved in this whole situation. And Ken, holy cow, dude. <laughs> Yeah. Well, we all
5: feel like that, don't we? It's natural. <laughs> you look at a, a script, and what does any any actor do when he looks at a script? We all know this joke. You start yeah. leaping through the script. Bullshit, yeah. bullshit, my line. Bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, <laughs> bullshit, my line. Yeah, right? Yeah,
3: yeah, absolutely. You have been blessed, though, Ken, to, to have just a, an incredible amount of work that you've done over the years. That's just
5: luck. It's just a numbers game. You learn the words, you don't trip over the furniture, and you're going to get some of them. That's all.
3: Well, I think you're being modest. I think. No, I'm mo- not
5: going to be modest. I think I'm very good in this episode. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's very smart of you to have me for this episode. You are. Let's get into
3: it. Let's get into it. I wanted to say, um, Donald. Um, first of all, Ken, I have a funny memory. Of, I don't know if you guys have this thing in your life where – someone tells you an anecdote about a specific thing and then every time you think of that thing you think of the person. Yeah. And and one of mine is you Ken, when we when we first all started making some real money, I said to you, Ken, are you splurging on anything? Are you um are are, are you treating yourself to to anything uh, fun? And you said something to the effect of not really, but I have noticed that I I, I am I'm, I'm I'm changing my razor blade um a bit more frequently. And I thought that was so humble and sweet. And every and now when I'm when I'm when I'm looking at my razor blade, I go, damn it! When was the last time I changed this? I probably should. And I always <laughs> invariably think of you. <laughs>
5: That's funny, Zach. That's funny. Donald I'm and I still were out there about uh, razor blades.
3: <laughs> <laughs> well, don't be, don't be. I uh, I want you to know that I change mine way more frequently because of Ken Jenkins. So there. Donald had um, braces on. Ken, uh, I don't know if you recall this, but he uh, he decided uh, to get braces on the inside of his teeth uh, for season two, and we've been discussing in other episodes uh, whether or not you can hear him lisp or not because Bill eventually told him to take the damn things off. This episode could be called The Lisper.
2: Oh my God. I can't even, my mouth is even like- You can't talk. No, not at all. Like, well, at this point, it was brought to my attention, Bill's going to tell you to take the braces off. And I was like, oh no, how am I going to, oh, I got to, I got to, I got to enunciate my words a little bit better. Oh, I got to pronounce- You made it worse. You made it worse. I made it so much worse. What? I, what? I missed this
5: whole thing.
3: Well, Ken, you weren't looking out for it. I'm sure if you weren't looking out for it, you perhaps wouldn't notice it. But it's on our minds because we've been talking about whether or not we can hear it. And I haven't noticed it, Donald, to be honest. I, wor- I wonder if what you're saying is true, that you said, oh, I have to over-enunciate, I have to compensate or oh, something. Because oh, to me, oh. it was like, it sounded like you had something in your
2: mouth. Yeah. Wow. And, that, and that was braces. Uh- <laughs>
5: wow. You mean in that scene where you ask me for the thing you have braces in?
2: Absolutely, yes. Oh, yeah. Oh, like, never! like like
5: "Clients are like, the
2: laser." I, is there anywhere I could get a laser? You well, uh, know,
6: laser.
5: laser, laser, laser. laser. Wow. Oh, Here, here's that subjectivity thing. Right, now. I never noticed that, man. Not right. at
3: all. <laughs> Not at all. <laughs> oh, wait, we forgot. Sorry, we have to backtrack a tiny bit to do our our new segment where Donald can uh, Donald tries to sum up the whole episode in thirty seconds. Because ready. We've, we've had some people um we've had some people who are listening who aren't necessarily watching the show along with the podcast, and they've asked us if 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 we could quickly sum up the episode, so Donald, are you ready?
2: Well, I just want to say one thing there's a lot what? going on in this episode
3: well are you are, this is your second time doing this are are you already afraid of the assignment? No, let's go okay, are you th- ready? We're gonna have thirty
2: seconds on the clock Here we and go. go. We start off this episode with Kelso challenging all of the medical interns uh, to come up with an interesting patient for the AMA conference. That sets the hospital ablaze. It causes friction between John C. McGinley's character and Zach's character in the movie. Sarah and Judy, their characters don't know if they really get along, and Turk wants a laser. At the end of the episode, we find out that Dr. Kelso is a sweetheart and will actually grant you a wish if you come to him secretly. That being said... That's, that's my it. 30 seconds. 30 seconds. <laughs> you got most of it. 30, You got most of it. Most of it. I, now, look. Well, here's the thing, though. It's hard to get into the most important part of the show, and that's Kelso turning into the biggest sweetheart by choice Yes. once every year.
3: Yes. But this, your thirty seconds are over. So I don't know. What I know. This is. I know, Is this I the addendum? Is this the this,
2: uh... right? This is the prologue. The prologue. The prologue. The, up, the, that, the, F, the yeah. epilogue. The epilogue. The epilogue. The epilogue.
5: Epilogue. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, well yeah, I, I give you credit for doing that, Donald. That's to get to get that much of it in in thirty seconds. This is a big episode. It is it's a not big ABC episode. story. It's yeah. it's overlapping arcs in different directions. So much stuff going on. It was yeah. directed you by, by Michael.
3: Directed by Michael Spiller, one of our favorites. Ken, right? We always loved Michael Spiller.
5: Loved Michael.
3: And um, back to the old credits. If you recall um, in season two, Ken, you remember we had to reshoot the, the, the beautiful credit sequence and then they they wanted to add Neil to the credits. So we reshot them and then the song was slower and the fans really didn't like it. And so I think that that's it for the, for the old credit sequence. This I think as far as this one, we're, we're back to it.
5: Do I what can I, I ask you questions about this episode since absolutely. you remember things? Absolutely, is the uh, uh, is Neil is still in your head. Janitor still just in your head in this episode, right? Nobody I don't, else interacts rea- with him.
3: That's a good question, Ken. We've debated that, and because I Bill has Bill's sort of uh, game with that, we thought was yeah. mostly season one. Um, I think, yeah. as far as season two, he has begun to talk to other people. But in this episode, he only—this uh, particular one—he only interacts with me.
2: Well, yeah. he yeah. so far throughout the season, he's only talked to you. He hasn't, you know, he hasn't talked to anyone else. It's only been you so far. This no, season. I think
3: I think that's wrong. I think he um, he spoke to Ken or someone in an earlier. In, yeah, let's find remember. out. Maybe this really is
2: know. a time to ask Grubbs Wiki. Oh, well, I'm nervous about asking Scrubs Wiki. So, can we have this uh, Wikipedia site? Uh, Trevor. Well, it's not a Wikipedia site. This guy oh. Trevor, uh, he's the he runs a Scrubs Wikipedia site, pretty much, where it's you ask, you type in a question, and all of these answers come up for you know specific said question. Uh, That's not really is,
3: true at all. What you just said, it isn't. No, you don't type in a question. It's it's like a, you can look up okay episode two of season two and it tells you different you've probably never looked at the damn thing have you
2: i've never looked at scrubs oh my god we've been talking
3: about it for so long you never even looked at it (laughs)
2: listen to me
3: fake it till you it would be it
2: it would be a lot i love it it i love love that in your (laughs) mind it's like so
3: all you do ken is you type in a question (laughs) and it comes up with an answer that's not at all what it is
2: that should be what it is. Scrub <laughs> well, Wiki needs to get their it. game right. That's a better. W- <laughs> well, it you should need to make be your own, Google of Scrubs. You need to make your
3: own uh, your, your own web This is just Ken. It's just like if someone has curated this this page where it breaks down every episode and it tells okay. you the guest stars, it tells you a summary, it tells you some trivia, it tells you continuity errors. And yeah, It's, you become, know a, it's become a good resource for us. I don't think what?
2: I don't think it's a good resource anymore. If I can't call it and ask it questions. Than, okay, and well, it answered well, my question. Well, that's
3: why we have asked Trevor, Asked Trevor Wiki.
2: Okay, let me ask Trevor Wiki. Okay, Trevor go. Trevor Wiki, so far this season, in my recollection, the janitor has talked only to J.D. Is this true? And if it is true, when does the janitor actually start to interact in the story where uh, his storylines are intertwined with the rest of the cast.
3: I have a feeling that it's Ken Jenkins. I have a feeling, and I want Trevor Wiki to answer this, that the janitor says something to me and it makes Ken slash Dr. Kelso laugh. Uh, But we'll see, Trevor. Howdy guys. In season two, Janitor still mostly only interacts with JD. In the next episode,
0: My Big Mouth, Janitor partners with Troy, but it's not until My Karma where Janitor starts interacting with other main characters.
3: All right, let's get into the episode. So 152, um, I thought it was hilarious that JD—you don't know what JD is daydreaming about—and you, you go to him because the woman says, uh, "Is he always daydreaming there?" And it turns out we reveal that he's daydreaming about having that that beautiful uh, afro that the, yeah. that, her, that her son has. And yeah. I'm bopping my head to that. That made me laugh out loud.
5: You would love Can an I afro. Tell you my favorite line in this episode, so we yes. don't lose it. Yeah, it's in the scene with Donald and Judy. A beautiful, sweet little scene, and he looks up and says something to the heavens. And Judy says, "This is my favorite line, baby. You know I don't like you talking to God while we're having a discussion." <laughs>
3: That is funny
2: (laughs) Well we all do do it though But we all do it We We all all do do it it. (laughs) Everybody does it Everybody does it At some point When in a discussion That you're uncomfortable with There's that look to the heavens Like why God (laughs) Why Why Right. Why are you doing this to me right now? Right. Right. Uh, it happens all the time. I, I, I've caught my wife doing it to me. Like, I'm like, <laughs> when, she, when she, she even puts her fist, grabs her fist and hits them together. Why? I... Yes. It's true. Yes.
3: It's true. Uh, that is a great line, and we and we revealed that Turk is still religious because you know we had asked early in season one; he's quite religious. Not that not that you need to be religious to talk to God, but it does seem like uh, we had asked earlier, like, "Oh, does that? Do we stay with that? Does does Turk um keep a relationship with God?"
2: And here he is talking to God. <laughs> I want to I want to jump back to the beginning of the episode when the show very first starts. It cuts to an exterior shot of our apartment.
3: Yeah, very rare. And then rare. when it
2: cuts into the apartment, it kind of felt a little, it, it felt very sitcom-y. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm.
4: Yeah.
2: Um, and there aren't a lot of moments of this show where I'm like, that's like a sitcom, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, we we earn our laughs because the laugh track, there's no laugh track to, you know, right. to, to help you. We earn our laughs. And at that, at that moment, I was like, is this one of those moments where we're experimenting still in season two, trying to figure out a way to because we're coming on Thursday nights now, and you know when Friends was on, that's always the first shot. It's either central the the Central Park or it's their apartment building, and it seemed like that's what we were doing. Instead Do you think of it was
3: just the the shot of the apartment because that's pretty rare for Scrubs to open on a shot of the apartment? It usually opens
2: on a shot of the hospital. Is that what you were sensing? You think maybe maybe that's what it is, or maybe you know someone one of the executives at uh, NBC or something was like, well, I don't know where they're starting from. Let's just, you know, I don't, I don't, I don't understand
5: this. I thought it was a joke that didn't quite work.
3: Yeah. Which one?
5: Okay. But the, the shot of the apartment of playoff friends, this is yeah. not friends. Boom. It's friends. It's not friends. It's Oh, friends. oh, oh
2: that's, that's very interesting because it opens up and it's the four of us in the, in the yeah. apartment. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't
3: understand well, why you say, I'll go get you guys beers. And I'm like, I'll come help you. Like, why do you need help grabbing two beers?
2: I right. don't know. It I was just a, it
3: was a setup to leave them alone and show that, they, that, they have, that they're awkward when they're, yeah. when they're yeah. alone together.
2: Right. I have another question. What the heck is an AMA conference? I didn't want to look it up. I wanted to ask this Genuine. The
3: American Medical Association, Donald. Okay. Got it. Who so has... for all of
2: you who out there who didn't know what an AMA conference was and didn't bother to look it up. Like me.
3: Yeah. I think some people might be perplexed that you don't know what the AMA is after playing a fake doctor for for nine years. But, you know, who knows? Don't be perplexed. Do you know? Don't be perplexed.
2: (laughs) Um,
3: There's a, uh, the AMA said that Scrubs was the most medically accurate uh, TV show about doctors. Did you know that?
2: I did know that. I didn't know that the AMA said it. I just thought random doctors said it.
3: No, AMA. That's that's one of our, our badges of honor.
2: Okay.
5: My doctor still says, well, what do you think, Ken?
3: <laughs> <laughs> Ken, do you, uh, do, you, do you use your uh, Scrubs fame to, uh, to to get special treatment from the doctor? Because we've learned that Bill uh, tells everyone, including his dentist, that he was a uh, creator of Scrubs.
5: My doctors have got too old to understand things like that. <laughs> <laughs> they just do what Dr. Kelso did, pay the nurse.
3: <laughs>
5: pay on your way out.
3: Um I like it 226 that not only have I just enjoyed a fantasy with the Afro, but I've I've I asked the guy, is that easy to manage? Like yes. JD's really JD's really asking um if he can uh, if he, he might want to try a perm.
2: Yes. Also, funny. Ken, I love Al Giro.
5: I don't know if you loved Al Giro. But- that's that's my <laughs> second favorite joke. And and, and 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 the look on the Loma's face when she goes, what? <laughs> <laughs> and you say, yeah. what, what is your response
2: to it? Which one is the blind one? Is, is the, blind the blind fellow? Is yeah. he the
5: blind fellow? <laughs> <Right,
2: right. laughs> you he mean Ray it. Charles? <laughs> it's horrible. <laughs> and then doesn't Aloma
3: say? Aloma says something like, "Careful, Laverne. You're a saved woman." Right. Yes. Yeah, 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 yeah.
2: Yeah. <laughs> but I love me some Al Jerro. I loved Al Jarreau growing up. He sang some of the greatest songs ever made. Like One what? of them. What's,
3: what's Al Jarreau's most famous song? I know, I know the name, but I can't think of an, what an Al Jarreau song is that I would know.
2: We're in this love together. We right. got the kind that lasts forever. Right, right. Also, nobody does it like Sarah Lee. Oh, he did the jingle. No, do you remember when he, he had his own Sarah Lee commercial? And nobody does it like Sarah Lee. I do remember. We're in this love together. Get the, get the, kind of laugh forever. Uh, Tommy Davidson, when I was a kid, had this great stand-up special where he talks about Al Jarreau. Uh, Al Jarreau sung the theme song to Moonlighting. Some fly by night. Oh, that's
3: right. Some, Some fly, fly
2: by night. Moonlighting strangers who just met on the way. Who just met on the way. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> Tommy Davidson You got a was little a kid. more. You got to put a little more. sound fly by nine. Well, listen, <laughs> Tommy Davison did this whole stand-up thing when I was a kid, right? Well, and he would talk about how Al Jarreau could sing his butt off, but would make the craziest faces when he sang, so that to get those sounds and to get that that you know that kind of twang to his. And he says, like, some fly by night, <laughs> some fly by day. He'd make just the faces. His, and his niece would be like, what's wrong with his face? Yeah. Uh, um, I love Dow Jerome.
3: So, Ken, you have to kiss this woman's butt. Do you remember if she was really there for your butt kissing scene?
5: <laughs> you know, you'd think I'd remember a thing like that, but I honestly don't. <laughs>
3: I don't remember either. <laughs> she was good. I forgot her name. Um, I'll, I'll look it up because I'm
5: on the screen. Marie Cheatham.
3: Oh, nice. Very nice. nice. Yeah, now, did you, Marie- had you, yeah, had you work with her before, Ken?
5: Yes. Well, oh. we didn't work together. But when I was 17, I was an apprentice at the Alley Theater in Houston, Texas. And Marie was down there. I don't remember whether she was an apprentice too or whether she was just around in the company or. or because she's younger than me, I think, but that's where, when uh, Robert Foxworth was down there as an apprentice and Carlin Glenn.
2: Wow, so you guys knew each other when you were teenagers.
5: Yeah, but but when I was seventeen, but I hadn't seen her until I was very surprised when there she was on the on the show. I yeah. thought she get... was very good in. It. Yeah, she, she was did a great great. Job. great. She, she was, was great. Amazing. Job.
3: And the banter between all of you guys, and the banter with Johnny was really funny, too. Oh, yeah.
5: The sass, and you saying sass, sass. Stop saying sass. (laughs) Stop saying sass, sass.
1: (laughs) Um,
2: (laughs) Mike McDonald's back in this episode. Yes, Mike McDonald with a broken penis. Right, and Sarah's Sarah's imaginary patient with the ass on the front.
3: That was hilarious. Front butt.
5: <laughs> that scene with sarah and judy that is just the sweetest little scene when when i would kill for your i would kill for your and judy says i would kill for that wagon your dragon yeah and Sarah <laughs> gets this blank look on her face she says your that's your butt <laughs>
2: yeah
3: what's funny is that sarah didn't really have much of a wagon i mean uh, i don't know no, why judy- I, don't. <laughs> well, I think
2: that's i think that's the actual joke though you right. know, it's it's very interesting because, you know, women are built different, obviously, and some have junk in the trunk and some have not a lot of junk in the trunk. And what I've learned is that, you know, jeans fit different when you have more junk. Like jeans that you see on television and designer jeans, at least when I was growing up, were made for people were made for people with not a lot of booty. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. so when I would go and buy the jeans that I saw, you know, on television and I put them on... I would have, I had big uh, quads, and I have a, a very round and you big You have butt. a big-ass wagon. And so it would be hard to fit into these jeans. And so a lot of these jeans that I had, you know, I'd, I'd buy all of these, you know, the brand that was popular at the time, I would buy the jeans and try to fit into them, and they just didn't look as good as they did on other people. And so I would you know one of one of the ways around that is to let the jeans sag off your butt to oh. be honest with you Got you it. know uh, but um i just noticed something that was very crazy about this episode is both judy and sarah look amazing in this episode. They're like fine as fine can be in this episode. Amen. Judy's, you know what I mean? Judy's hair is out of her face and in your face. You know what I mean? Amen. You can really see how beautiful she is. Sarah's hair is done nice and well, not in her face. And you see how beautiful she is. But she's got and like the Princess
3: Leia buns on her head.
2: And and they're complaining in the episode about, you know, what they wish they had and what they wish they didn't have. And, yeah. you know, and, and in my mind, I was like, wow, we have two really beautiful women but at the end of the day is that is that how we all are are we all this way of and some, course you know of what course. i mean everybody
3: everybody has their own insecurities about their physical appearance and um and i think part of the point of the episode were was here are these two women that that we all would imagine w- would be perfectly fine with their their appearance and then they what they finally bond over is their insecurities and you know they don't have they can't find anything to talk about i thought it was a pretty powerful statement actually yeah, um, what they're saying is what they finally bond over is their own insecurities about themselves. Yeah. Um, and then the the other one is like, what are you talking about? You have this, you have this. And she's like, what are you talking about? You have this. I wish I had your hair. I wish I had your, you know. So I thought that, 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 that was really relatable. A lot of people could go, Oh God, even, even these women who I perceive as to be, to be so beautiful, um, battle this, you know? Yeah,
5: And with the turn with uh, Johnny C with Dr. Cox after your scene and, you're telling him you want to be like him, only successful. And the last scene is him showing us that he's been kind of braving over his insecurities when he hands the telephone to Marie's character and lets her make the call for him. Yeah, mm. to get him an advance. And I really
3: and I really like that because it was a, it was one of the first times in the whole show where I have had the bravery to do something that affects. Doctor Cox. Yeah, you know, I really that took a lot of uh, uh, of of chutzpah for JD to do what he did and and go against him, but and and of course to say to your mentor, I want to be you, but a more successful you. Yeah, um, I, I mean that was that was a really courageous moment for the character, and then I really loved the fact that 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 went to affect to dr cox it really it made him take action in his own career it it planted a seed in his own mind right Mm.
5: it 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 really planted a seed for the next six years of of your relationship with him
3: yeah um all right we have to go to a quick commercial ken because this is like a real show we have a real we have advertisers and everything so uh (laughs) we will be right back after
2: these words
3: It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REALFRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one-time gift from Tacovas, Only at tecovas.com.
0: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
2: Gene! Eugene Fodor. Gene, we'll it.
0: Much of the joy you will find on the road Comes from the person you
4: share it with. So you ride the books, Gin. And last hour on the business. I understand now. But be careful and choose
0: your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas.
3: Get
2: down!
0: I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on and it's high time you tell me the truth.
3: Freeze Americano!
4: Gene! Huh? Oh! Run!
0: So travel before it's too late. Your money will return, your time won't, and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts,
6: or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's Dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. It was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. (sighs) We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners, and man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
2: And we're back! And we're back! I think there are only a few entrances in our show that are legendary. Yes. Ken, you have two. He has two in one episode. All in one episode, too. Your entrance, where you're excited and happy about everything, you know, the, where you come in and you're dancing and you and you're excited. That's one of the best entrances in Scrubs history. And then yeah. your second entrance, yeah. when you come in and you beat the shit out of everybody.
3: <laughs> I had forgotten That's about one that. The, one of the best entrances. I'd- I had forgotten about that. Ken, do you remember? Um, you must have done those both the same day, I imagine. Was, there must have been a lot of rehearsal for those sequences.
5: I don't remember. That, uh, there, wasn't, uh, there was very little rehearsal for the happy one because it started uh, downstairs in, uh, in the entrance, uh, yeah. throwing off the cape. And that took a little while to set up. Those scenes always did down there. And then we were up in the hallway, and that seemed to be almost an improvisation. It just went, that was so fast. But on the second uh, hallway scene, uh, that was Ernie, and Ernie was there with those guys and saying, give me a key, and and made all those whacks working, and those people doing those enormous reactions from anything I did, that sold that. that
3: uh, Just just for people that don't know, Ernie was uh, one of our stunt coordinators, and all those people that Ken's interacting with are, are stunt men and women. And we haven't really given enough shout out to, to, to them yet on this show. Uh, you know, we like, we prided ourselves on doing a lot of the uh, physical stuff, but um, the stunt people did a ton of, of uh, the stunts on this show, especially yeah. stuff that like, like this moment with Ken, which is, it's like a dancer routine, right, Ken? It's like, it's like a choreographed dance routine.
5: I don't like that one. I like the second one. Ernie Orsetti is- No, I mean, Ken,
3: what I I meant was that the the fight sequence is its own bit of a a, a dancer. Oh,
5: absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Now, listen, is this the only time there were two done in one episode? Ask Trevor the Wiki. (laughs) Okay,
3: you want to- Ken, good for you. Good question.
5: Ken is calling upon uh, Trevor Wiki. Ken-
3: we are going to ask uh, Trevor Wiki: Has there ever been a uh, an entrance by one of the characters that's done twice in in one episode? You know, in the same yeah. hallway, we had our that um, pimp that, strut, that, the, the one with the pimp strut for Donald and I, which we did twice, but separated by many many episodes. Yes,
5: Ben stripe was great.
3: Has there ever been a uh, an entrance like this in uh, in another episode where we did it twice?
0: Over the top entrances are a fun running gag on Scrubs. But Doctor Kelso is the only character to get two grand entrances in one episode.
2: Uh, well, not twice, but I do remember Dick Van Dyke had an uh, entrance very similar to. Why are you Kelso's helping?
3: Movie. Why are you helping Trevor Wiki out? This isn't for you. Because
2: Trevor Wiki doesn't want to do the job, Zach. No, we don't, don't we don't know. We don't know. He said a... he doesn't want to do it. He said he <laughs> no, did not
3: want to do it. No, uh, Joel said it was a misunderstanding. He does want to do it. Uh, we never sent him his gift basket, Joel. Will you, will you remind me I don't, to send him... I,
2: I don't send gift baskets to people who are halfway in and well, halfway listen, out. Well, listen, like
3: gift- I feel like the gift basket, if well-stocked, could put him over the edge. He might be on the fence. So we got we to gotta give him... Listen, man. Yes,
2: we have to bribe him. This is America. What are we going to bribe him with? This is America. <laughs> don't catch you tipping up. <laughs> what are we going to bribe him with? What are we going to bribe him with? Some salami... Joelle, so what I'm- should we
3: put in the gift basket for Trevor Wiki? We can find out just what he so likes. he
2: can answer these
3: questions. I How bet about Scrub you- Swag? I mean, if I was Trevor Wiki, if I was Trevor Wiki, I would want Scrub Swag.
2: I bet you we could go to Instagram and at listen. I'm not trying to diss you, Trevor Scrubs Wiki. But if I went to Instagram and asked all of our followers any of these questions, this they'd be helping. eager and excited to do it. This Tre- isn't- uh, this isn't and helping. I, I'm, not trying, I'm not trying to help the situation. I'm trying to tell you guys right now that he don't want to do it.
3: Okay. Well, listen, Trevor Wiki, that's – I apologize on behalf of my co-host. Um, we love He you. don't want to do it. Now, what if we were to get – you know, there's Scrubs Funko Pops, right? What if we were to each sign our own Funko Pop and give them the Trevor Wiki as his bribe?
2: Trevor Wiki will then take – Said Funko Pops and sell them on the internet. Okay, because he ain't into it.
3: <laughs> no, well then he'll make whatever, Then he'll make his twenty bucks, and it'll be worth
2: it. <laughs> They're worth more than twenty bucks.
3: Listen, maybe okay. because Ken asked Trevor Wiki, he'll be a little bit more in- inclined to do it because uh, everybody loves Ken Jenkins.
2: There we go. Okay, and I while agree you're with at
5: that. It, get while you're at it, get the list of all those hallways, Heather and Heather and whoever else did one.
3: Yeah.
2: That's a good question.
3: Well, listen, we can, may, let's not overwhelm the man. We've already, this is already our second question. <laughs> see, that's what I'm talking okay. about. This wouldn't be
2: overwhelming if he wanted to do it. It'd be the best day of his life. Yo, Zach, Ken, and Donald asked right, me listen. how many things happened in the hallway. <laughs> Woohoo! Listen, he made this, a website. He don't this, want to do it.
3: All right, calm down. Calm down. This is his second. This is his audition to see if he wants to come back into <laughs> it. This, this is this, the callback. This is the callback. This is his callback. <laughs> we'll see how he does. We've now given him two questions. One's from the legendary Ken Jenkins. And... And we will, um, Joelle. Will you please facilitate uh, him getting signed Funko Pops? Uh, but only if he comes through.
4: Okay, I got okay? you. No and you know, dollars. we could
3: also sell it. We could send him a, a, a gift card to get a free mm-hmm, uh, notification for his phone. Give him a dollar twenty-nine gift certificate. Give him a dollar twenty-nine gift
4: certificate
3: <laughs> to Apple. <laughs> 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 oh my god, that's funny. Think how insulted he'd be for like, hey man, we really want to thank you. Um, here's a gift certificate for a dollar twenty-nine to get our ringtone. Here's right. the ringtones. All right, should we get back to the episode, guys? Yes. Eat Schmidt and die. Yeah, that was funny. Oh, Sarah says when she was a kid, she was really close really with close her mate. Yeah, and then that- and then and then she goes, and then she goes, our maid was white. And Judy goes, What was her name? And there's a really long pause, and she goes, Consuela. <laughs> <laughs>
2: <laughs>
4: oh,
3: Tacova's oh, man. Oh, man. are one of my favorite boot brands. They're bringing a fresh perspective to heritage bootmaking. So they've carried forward all the time honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. But they've made some innovations in comfort, style, and service.
2: These boots are Austin designed, Texas tested
3: F R I E N D S. It's about a $30 value and they sell fast, so there are always new styles and looks. Again, for a limited time, just enter code REAL FRIENDS at checkout to add a free logo hat to your order as a one time gift from Tacova's. Only at Tacova's.com.
0: As important as choosing the right destination when traveling is choosing the right travel partner.
4: Gene! Eugene Fodor! Gene, was wooden!
0: Much of the joy you will find on the road comes from the person you share
4: it with. So you hide the books, Gene, and Lastor on the business. Well, I understand now. It's a wise man, uh, a wise woman.
0: But be careful and choose your travel partner well, because the worst trips result when two partners have two different agendas. Get down! I'm not stupid, Gene. Something is going on, and it's high time you tell me the truth.
3: Freeze, Americano!
4: Gene! Huh? Oh! Run!
0: So travel before it's too late. Your money will return, your time won't, and we're all too quickly approaching that final destination. Listen to Fodor's Guide to Espionage on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or
6: wherever you get your podcasts. Hey guys, I'm home. Everyone knows that it's Dad's job to be a bit of a joker. Sorry I'm late, everyone. It was an accident at the factory. Monty fell into the upholstery machine. Don't worry, though. He's fully recovered. (gasps)
4: Good one, Dad. (sighs) Did you get the pizza for dinner?
6: So he likes to keep everyone happy with some Dad jokes. Yep, right here. I had a coupon, and it saved me a lot of... dough. Well, the truth is, Dad is just a fun guy. Hey, I'm not a mushroom.
1: Please stop. Where does he get these stupid jokes from?
6: He listens to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast.
1: Oh, great. More dad jokes for me.
6: We've delivered over 15,000 jokes to over 3 million listeners. And man, the postage fees are killing us. Listen to the Daily Dad Jokes podcast every day on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.
1: Something that makes me crazy is when people say, well, I had this career before, but it was a waste. And that's where the perspective shift comes. That it's not a waste that everything you've done... we dive into how these women made their pivot and their mindset shifts that happened as a result it's a podcast about women their stories and how their pivot became their success listen to she pivots on the iheart radio app apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts
2: um so the mop and the janitor, I thought that was a great moment. I and yeah. I thought I thought that the janitor, because you know when watching these episodes, we don't really remember all of it. And so I honestly thought that JD had a breakthrough with the janitor, and I was wondering what JD was gonna do for the janitor to be like that mop that I got you. Forget about. It. I mean that mop that, that the mop that you got me. Forget about it. It, it, it you ruined everything. And he just yeah. decides at the end of the show, I like my old mop better. Yeah. <laughs>
3: yeah, but by the way, he cries. He literally. I, the janitor, I had forgotten this. He cries over my gift. First of all, he's in line. Everyone's in line to, to go to Kelso's office to ask for things for their department. And really expensive stuff. You're asking for an argon laser. People are asking for overtime for nurses. They're all lined up to ask for special things for the department. The janitor's in line to ask for a mop. Yeah.
4: Yeah.
3: <laughs> <laughs> And then he doesn't get a mop. So I go out and buy him a mop. I take the time to, to gift wrap it. I mean, I I, I
2: tie JD a JD goes out his way to make this man feel special.
3: I know. I wish I'd seen the scene. That would have been a funny scene watching me mop shopping for the janitor. But I, <laughs> I, I buy the mop. I gift wrap it. I put a bow on it. And I give it to him. And he starts to cry. He's so moved. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That was funny. And then at the end of the episode, he's like, I like my old mop. I go, you cried. He goes, no, that was you.
5: That was you, yeah. That was you. I liked your line in uh, when you said what was wrong with the mop, and, he, and you said it was out of mop gas. <laughs>
3: yeah, <laughs> it's, uh, it's, uh, was it out of mop gas?
5: Yeah.
3: Uh, he's so funny, Neil. I uh, oh. I just look at him and I start giggling. I mean, you know, when he comes on, it's going to be a funny moment. How about Rob Machio? Um, first of all, I believe when you when you get of uh, Fake breasts. Uh, I think it's like a special wing or doctor, right? It's. It's. I don't want. Why, why we're handling. Why Judy and and Rob Maccio are handling a, a breast augmentation.
2: Yeah, I think you go to a plastic surgeon for that. Stuff.
3: Right. I right. I, was, I thought that. I, like, I don't know much, but I was like, why is Judy prepping a, a breast augmentation, and why is Rob Maschio doing the
5: surgery? Because the real JD was not in the writers' room when they. Yeah. <laughs>
3: Exactly, right. Ken. Right. Because I was like, I believe we're like a small uh, city hospital, and like mostly for like emergencies. I don't think we're doing like cosmetic breast augmentation. But but what about when he goes? Um, Let's get you into a fresh pair of blouse bunnies.
4: <laughs> 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 a
3: blouse bunnies. And then later he says to the husband, after she's had the, the, her breast done, he goes, "We're gonna need to get you some bigger hands." <laughs>
2: <laughs>
3: I, you didn't laugh at that that was hilarious i did
2: laugh i, I laugh at everything rob does <coughs> rob's yeah. a funny man
3: yeah
2: um so we have a moment where uh elliot has a voiceover
3: what what are you and, talking about
2: yeah she has a voiceover when she's oh, in her right. bra looking in the mirror right. and stuff like that
3: is that a voiceover is it too or is she, is she talking to herself
2: she, her mouth isn't moving so it's definitely oh. voiceover
3: by the way, when she's playing with her breasts and she's squeezing them together uh, and then she like leans forward and then something breaks. But it, I don't know what the hell happens. It sounds like someone throws a brick through her front window. There's like this loud glass shatter noise. Do you know what I'm talking about?
2: No, I didn't pick that up.
3: Yeah, the idea yep. is she's like she's like leaning forward and she's like giving herself big cleavage. And then the idea is like something breaks. <laughs> but but do you know what I'm talking about, Joelle? <laughs>
4: yeah.
3: But the sound effect was so weird. It was like it sounded like... So she was being attacked from outside. That—that
5: that was the the bottle of massage oil.
3: <laughs> 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 Something broke, Ken. Something on yeah. her sink broke, but the sound effect was just a bizarre <laughs> choice. I thought. Um, Joelle, do we have a a guest? Uh, let's bring them in. Can we take a question here from from one of our lovely listener fans? They come into the room. You're about to be you're about to meet them, and then they. Uh, they ask us a question banks banks yes. smoking that loud yeah. banks
2: smoking that loud
3: oh my gosh.
2: <laughs> banks smoking that loud
3: banks uh are you banks. exhaling marijuana as you uh, ask us a question
6: yes i did have a couple
2: of questions um no but that's not that sounds like banks. a yes banks you smoking that loud right now why are you call it loud i never heard that because it's it's loud and stinky, baby. B- Banks, uh,
3: all three of the uh, cast members of Scrubs that you have en- enjoy the occasional um, use of cannabis. Uh, it seems like you're the appropriate guest for this episode because we just watched you exhale a giant cloud of smoke. Uh,
2: that shit was <laughs> like a rat. That shit was like a Snoop Dogg video, dog. <laughs> that shit was for real, for real, man. You took a big ass hit off of something. <laughs> and Zach, you have a shirt that says burn.
3: Yes, sir. Burn it, burn it, burn it. Cause right. I'm gonna burn one down. If you, you don't it. like my fire, then don't come around, cause I'm gonna burn one
2: down. All right. Um it That's was it, Ben Harper. Ben Harper. No doubt no, no doubt. Is that OG was that OG Kush? Was it what was that? Was what Was that you spoke Um on? no, it's I, I was told it was uh
6: purple diesel.
2: Oh. Okay. Oh, okay. So mixture of All sour right. diesel and purple Purple He approves
3: diesel. of purple diesel.
5: Ken, do you still partake every now and then? You know, when you reach 80, you don't need to, because you it's sort of like it's a perpetual filled thing. It just gets utterly filled <laughs> up, and it, there's no need to bother your lungs about it, because it's just always there. You're you're full. Oh, I see. So, <laughs> so you ends. you
3: you smoked enough so that you're just good. You're you're high. You're high enough for the rest of your life.
5: Well, either that or I was walking around Donald occasionally.
2: And- <laughs> <laughs> um, Ken, my right. lips are my lips are purple now. Ken, they used to be pink. That's all I'm saying.
3: Donald is salivating, Banks. You've made that's him it. jealous. <laughs> um, all right, Banks. You have a question for us? We have Ken Jenkins on the show today. Donald Faison. And I, Zach Braff.
6: Yeah, I just watched the the episode. Ken was hilarious. Yeah, um, right. So The only amazing. thing getting thinner is my wallet. Yeah, across the room. Yep. Um,
2: so my question about the show is, if you guys could recast, who who would you cast as who? If I could recast myself, I'll just say myself. No, you could recast the whole show. Oh, I don't want to do that. I, but if no, I could yeah. recast I loved working with everybody, and I think everybody is really good on this show, and I can't see anybody else playing the right. characters that we played. But if I could recast myself, there are like three people that I think could have done a great job if uh, timing was on their side. Denzel? Well, I mean, come on, man. Uh, <laughs> I, feel, I, feel like, I feel like if timing was on his side, Jaleel White would have made a great Christopher Turk by like he would have crushed that role as Christopher Turk. If timing were if timing were right on his side. I feel like uh Damon Wayans Jr. if he were older back then, he would have crushed Christopher Turk. He would have done such a great job as Christopher Turk. Mm-hmm. And uh I think those two people when it comes to uh playing that character, if I could recast Uh, Chris Turk, and it couldn't be me, I would take those two people. Okay.
3: I was just thinking as Donald was answering, because I zoned out, his answer was so boring, and I think that... um,
2: So's your face.
3: (laughs) I was thinking Ben Platt would be a good JD. Uh, He's a a funny, young, nerdy character actor, and he's uh, very talented, and he can sing his ass off. Not that JD was required to sing too much. How about you, Ken? Can you think of another actor who could have... I don't know. No one could replace the legendary Ken Jenkins.
5: I wouldn't want to put anybody else through nine years of that. I'll stick with me. (laughs) (laughs)
4: Um,
3: All right. What about another one, Banksy? Can I I call you Banksy?
6: Banksy is fine. Banco is is cool, too. Bankos! Oh, this is non-scrub related. Donald, I want to know. Like, because... You know, we, I'm from New York too, so like I've I've kind of followed your career. Like you know, you're always a you was always a, a groom's never a groom really. Like right. kind of in the back, like but you know, Clueless, uh, Sugar Hill, and all that thing like that. Um, who in Hollywood?
2: Like, and you go and you go. Who who in Hollywood did you did you serve up the most on the court? Like, who in Hollywood did I serve up the most on the court? Uh, me. A lot of people, there are a lot of people that have gotten uh, their ass busted by me. And then there are a lot of people that have busted my ass. Like, you know. The most famous of the two. I want that, that, Wait, okay. I have a so, question. I have a question. Okay, hold Does on, on hold me, on. Can I ask you a question? I, who, yeah, go ahead.
3: Does he mean like uh, in, 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 in a metaphor in the acting world or on the basketball court? On the basketball court. No, I don't know if that's what he means. Banks, what do you mean? I mean on the basketball
2: court. Okay, shutting up. Thank you. And you stay quiet for a while until I'm done. Do you understand? Yes, sir. I'm sorry. So, Leonardo DiCaprio is the most famous person that I've ever served on the basketball court. Him and Tobey Maguire on the same team gave them the business. And this was back, dude, this was back when I couldn't play basketball that well, right? This was me coming to L.A. and being put in the league and then seeing Leo and Tobey and being like, oh, they're going to get it today. You know what I mean? and I didn't even score a lot of points, but we beat the crap out of it they had like they had a they had a squad in this entertainment league that we played in, and uh we beat them in the uh, playoffs we got them in the first round and when we played them during the season we beat them. Anyway, we have a question. They, did you- they, I told you to shut up. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs>
4: <laughs> oh, i am just i'm just playing. Saying, i'm, just playing. I'm, just no, playing. I'm not sorry i'm what not sorry say? it's so
3: funny but i also <laughs> don't want to talk now <laughs> i told you to shut up um did leo invite you back to his game because i always hear about these celebrity games where when someone comes in and they kick ass like you probably did that they then don't get invited back like you got to watch how yeah. good you are
2: Right. So that happened to me. That happened to me. Well, so, so one time I played ball with Toby and a bunch of his buddies at somebody's house. I don't know who it was, but, uh, Harley Pasternak invited me, uh, Harley Pasternak's a celebrity uh, trainer, celebrity trainer. Right. And who we so told you he, had said, um, uh, bananas or sugar sticks. Go ahead. Right. And, and, and I've run into him, I've, you know, he's invited me to a bunch of, games to play with other celebrities because he knew I loved basketball. So I played with Kanye West. I played with Common. I played with all of these people, right? And he invited me one time to play basketball with Toby. And I remember uh, Toby McGuire was like, I don't want to be on his team because I'm not going to have fun playing on his team. And I took offense to it. (laughs) And I remember when I got there and I, listen, you talk about smoking a lot aloud. I had smoked so much weed when I got there, before I got there, right? And so I'm stoned out of my mind and he's like, and he's like, I don't want to play with him because I'm not going to have fun. And I was like, Oh, okay, fine. You got it. And I proceeded to bust their ass on their court. And I never got invited back. (laughs) Uh, yeah, you got
3: to be not too good, right? That's the trick to play with fancy celebrities.
2: Right, to to you have to make it feel like they can they can compete on your level. If they can't compete on your level, you got to make you have to bring them up to your level. You got to be like the LeBron James of the thing where you score buckets, but you make them feel like they're doing their thing. Another time, hold up. I was in Miami and Leo and Toby invited me to hang out with them. And this was one of like the biggest moments of my life. You know what I mean? As a young actor, to me, Leonardo DiCaprio is the best actor in the world. I love everybody out there. I think everybody does a great job. But for me, Leo is my age and I think he's the best at my, like, I don't think anybody's better than him. in since, you know, when it comes to uh, my peers, people that are my age, right? And so we're in Miami and we go down to this little basketball court and it's me, Leo and Toby on the same team. And we play against, you know, some Floridians on a three on three game and we win. And I, you know, I remember and and, and I remember thinking, you know, I've arrived. I played ball with Leo. I played ball with uh, Toby. We were on the same team. It happened. I'm going to be in the next Spider-Man. I can feel it. <laughs> I was wrong. Because right the, the, the next time I played ball with Toby, he said, I don't think I'd have fun playing on this team. I was like, but we, in my mind, I was like, but we kicked ass in Miami, baby. Toby, we, we had killed. a thing. We had a thing. We did our thing in Miami. All right. So those are the people who, I've, when it comes to basketball, those are the two people that I've given the business, Leonardo DiCaprio and Miami. Uh, Leonardo DiCaprio and Toby McGuire. When it comes to getting my ass busted, there are quite a few uh, entertainers out there who can really ball. Michael B. Jordan is nice. Jesse Williams, nice. Uh, I'll be sizing these dudes up. I'll be, be. I'm. I'm a heavy NBA celebrity game
6: um, uh, historian, and someone like Michael B. Jordan, I think I. Eh.
2: I'm, I'm telling gonna, you right I'll, now. I'll, I'll I'm stick, telling you right now. It's a big difference when you're under those lights, though, man. It's a okay. big, big, big difference. And the ball isn't the real ball. It's not. You, it's not like anything you've ever played with. And Why dead. isn't the
3: ball a real ball in the celebrity games?
2: Because it has to look. It's shiny, and it has. You yeah, know, it, it has, has a bunch of. of that, it doesn't that, feel that the same way, right. Yeah. right? And so I, I love that grit, that normal grit we usually have when we play. Michael B. Jordan, right. Jesse Williams, Brian McKnight, James LaTour. No, Brian may not not the beast. Yeah, James Lajoie. I'm trying to. Th- I'm leaving some people Did out you play and I'm gonna with be pissed off. About it Who's your? I'm sorry, I know the Migos are supposed to be really good. They're so much younger than me that I've never had the like. So I'm...
3: when you were playing, when you were playing actively in these celebrity leagues, who was the best? Who is? Who would you pick number one on your team of of people
2: we know? It's either Brian McKnight or James LeJour. Those two are like Brian McKnight understands basketball, yeah, yeah. right? James Lajoie. He doesn't have to to score, you know, 40 points to win. He he would average a triple double every game we played. And you'd look at it and be like, damn, you know, he didn't take a lot of shots, but he had 10 points. And I don't think he passed the ball to me that much, but look, he has 10 assists.
5: Yeah, 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 yeah. I just had to look up who James LeJure was. Right. That that
2: that (laughs) dude is that dude can ball for real, for
6: real. Yeah, he can hoop.
2: Yeah. Uh, but, but the two that are, the two, the three that are really good in my opinion are James LeJure, Brian McKnight, and Michael B. Jordan. Okay.
3: okay. Well, there you have it, everyone. Uh, Donald, the celebrity basketball player. How's, um,
2: how's, uh, uh, Dulé Hill? dulay's is not a real, he's not a, he's not that big. A, that's another person who could have played Turk as dulay Hill if circumstances were correct. Yeah. But, um, uh... Dulé is not. How's Jaleel uh, White? Jaleel is dope. Jaleel can ball too. Yeah, that's I remember another one. Him. I remember him. That's another one. But I gave, and Jaleel knows it. I gave him the business one summer league. We had a we had a Nike summer league, and I gave him the business, and he knows it. And to this day, every time if I ever, I mean, I don't play basketball anymore. But from that point on, if I did play Jaleel White, he was extra aggressive when it came to guarding me, and if I was guarding him to showing me, yo, that was a fluke, dude. You ain't never going to do it again. <laughs> but I gave him the business one game. So much so that, you know, when people are staring at you and you're acting like you can't see them staring at you? I felt the, I felt the burn in my peripheral <laughs> while he's sitting on the bench after I filed his ass out, burning <laughs> into my free. Do they still do this celebrity basketball thing? I don't know. I don't play basketball yeah. no more. No, I'm saying yeah. they do. Okay, I, I not right if, now. I mean, I, in but... non-COVID, in non-COVID times, I wonder if it was still yeah, a definitely. Thing. I don't play basketball like that anymore, but it's a big difference when it gets on television and the announcers and the TV sure. timeouts and all of that stuff. It's not the same game. You know what I mean? Your rhythms. You have to be hot going in and just stay hot because your rhythms are off and you can't play your way into games like that. In my opinion.
3: All right. Well, for anyone who tuned out for the last 10 minutes, uh, <laughs> this is Ken, a woke watch Ken just pre-watch. woke up. Ken, yeah, just woke Ken, up. Ken, Ken was Ken, like, huh? Ken, Ken took a brief nap. <laughs> <laughs> Ken, Ken took a brief nap. Um, but we're back. Uh, Banks, thank you, man. Those were good questions.
6: No problem. And, this is great. Thank and
3: uh, we appreciate you. And, um, and uh, you inspired uh, Donald to go have some Purple
2: Diesel. Well, it's not going to be Purple Diesel. It might be that. It, it, listen, man. It might be that Lookout. It Can might I be count done. out,
6: it's, it's my birthday.
2: You yeah. want to count out? Go ahead. Yeah. Happy, first of all, happy birthday. Thank you. Happy birthday. How old are you?
3: 32. Oh, you're youngin'. All right. The show's not quite over yet, but we'll tell you what oh. we're gonna
2: do. Well, okay. I guess we kind of did it, right? We don't have anything else to talk about. I mean, we're, Ken, is there anything else you wanted to say?
5: Yeah, you, you have to say how good Johnny Castle is. Absolutely. Yeah. Ken,
2: you know what? Absolutely, you're absolutely right.
3: You're right, Ken. Johnny Castle doesn't get enough uh, appreciation. He plays uh, Doug, the nervous guy, and uh, he was always very, very funny and always had his little red fanny pack on.
2: And is always the butt of Kelso and Cox's jokes. They And some of the best one-liners, like, you know, when he's like, my family lives in... Uh... <laughs> <Yeah>. right? <laughs> like, right now, you know, you'll see right? them. Yeah, my family lives in Reno. You know, you'll see them. Around the holiday Christmas time, too, I'm sure. Yeah.
5: <laughs> <laughs> Do you know what? I'm sure you see him at Christmas sport? Right, 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 right. <laughs> and he's he snaps off those ends when, when uh, Johnny C's always chasing him off. Go, 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 go. He snaps those ends off so crisply, too.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, Ken, uh, I just want to say thank you for doing this. Uh, Donald and I talk about a lot how much we we love you and miss you, and uh, and we were both really really excited that you wanted to do this.
2: You know, and also you are the MVP of our show. You were talking earlier about how you felt you were so broad and everything like that, and you needed to pull it back. But I personally watching you feel like you were so natural, and you were able to bring. A natural element to slapstick and broad comedy, and as much as you're like ah, I feel like i was all I was over the top i personally uh i it's it's it i I disagree with you honestly, I think you are right in the pocket and you crush it every time and I think that's why it started off as Kelso being the bad guy, and as we moved forward, Kelso all of a sudden was telling. All of the great jokes and had all of the great one-liners, and so that's just my that's now, just Donald, my two cents. Donald,
5: I gotta tell you, the only reason that I agreed to come on and do this with you guys was the hopes that you would say some wonderful bullshit like that.
4: <laughs> <laughs>
5: okay,
3: nobody talk. We can't. Nobody talk. We can't beat that. We can't yeah. beat that. That's how you end the show. Thank you, Ken Banks. Count us out. Five, six, seven, eight. Some
2: stories about a show we made about a bunch of doctors and nurses in a
3: Play is everywhere in California, so take some well-deserved play time off and discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com.
1: When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner.